0: To defeat an enemy, you must
1: know them.
0: Not just their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy. To the Chase Ascendancy First. All right, everyone. Hello and welcome back to...
1: Oh, that's mine? My... Yeah, that's Okay, name. okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Chase Ascendancy. Yes. We're here
0: and um, it's episode seventy. Seventy, and we're two weeks. Obviously, it's been two weeks since we did a show, yeah. and so thank you guys for your patience. Uh, Samuel is up in the wild blue yonder of God's amazing grace, <laughs> <laughs> up in Oklahoma, um, and so he's actually uh, got there Tuesday of last week, yeah. and then uh, yeah, they put him straight to work. Yeah, no, they I mean. got he got there Monday and then Tuesday morning started work, and then I think Thursday, th- they went to camp or something. Oh something wild, but anyways. Yeah. Um, so we're doing a little bit of ketchup and uh, and some mustard as well. Uh, <laughs> stupid. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but as you can see, so it's uh, me and Adam. And now we're going to make fun of Samuel. <laughs>
1: yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh,
0: but today we're doing a little bit of uh, Bad Batch catch-up, two weeks. Sweet. And uh, and also something out of, not out of the blue because we knew it was coming, but something that has become a bigger deal in the War of the Bounty Hunters uh, Marvel comic. And so we're going to go ahead and jump into it. Um, and so first we're going to review those two episodes of um, of... The Bad Batch, mm-hmm. and so we had Episodes 5 and 6. Uh, episode 5, I want to believe, was called Rampage. Yes. Um, and so, uh, basically the same template as we've done for Mandalorian and for the first couple of episodes of Bad Batch. So,
1: first overall thoughts, what did you think about this episode? Um, I think it's a great opener, kind of, for, for some some leeway for them to go different different paths, Yeah. Um. I think it was a great find to see. um, What was her name again? Sid. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So to to find Sid. Basically, Roseanne first (laughs) Star Wars. So, yeah. Awkward character, but I, I get where they're coming from on it. But I, I think that that's a great find for them. Yeah. You know That's definitely a great connection for them, for sure. Um, you know what
0: she reminded me of? She reminds me of, uh, you remember the very end of Monsters, Inc., where they kick Randall out, and he shows up in uh, someone's My trailer. Mike Wazowski! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kick Randall out, and he shows up in a trailer, and yeah. they're like, Mama, there's an alligator in here! Oh, I can, imagine, one. Okay, I can sure. imagine Sid being in that trailer, because yeah, she kind of has that backwoods... You know, <laughs> there's you. one part where, where um, she's talking That's about, right. uh, she hasn't, she, so apparently she was um, a help to the Jedi during the Clone Wars, which is strange to me because I'm so locked into the old ways of Trandoshans being like, every Trandoshan is the worst, right? as far as their reputation and working with others. Um, but she had a connection with the Jedi, and I guess Echo was the one that knew who she was and stuff, and so she's like, wow, I never worked with, uh, you know... Clone Trooper deserters before. Yeah. And Tech, of course, over-explains. And it's like, well, we had a moral, you know, disagreement. And she's like, oh, isn't that cute? You thinking I care. <laughs> and I was like, Rosina's not you? <laughs> uh, but she was a cool character. So I, I, I agree. I liked the um, the leaving of, to me, that started off really strong. And, um, you know, we've sent that meme back and forth about Mandalorian and Clone Wars and everything. Yeah. But yeah. now it applies to Bad Batch. Yeah. R2, we should be going up not down right and the mitts get less and less as we right. go on right. uh, and so i did like that um we were out of the city we were in the country we were at we were at a kind of a different location um the Nigerian slavers were cool to see again yeah uh, from clone wars so um i agree i thought it was really neat i thought that it was a cool um i liked it better than the previous episode where they, where they met Fennec Shand and they're doing the chase through the streets.
1: Yeah. I thought this was a cool change of pace. Um, I think, to be honest with you, I think it kind of had like the whole Threes Company vibe where there's like this big misunderstanding of what's supposed to be going on. You know? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Like, So they go there thinking that they're, they're, they're trying to find somebody and then they get there and it's not a person at all. Right. Well, it was cool so, because um, Sid
0: obviously knew what was going on, but she was like, Okay, well, either they're going to go get this this Rancor for me, or they're not. So I might as well just not tell them what it is. Right, right. So they say Moochie. And uh, and the, the crazy thing was, um, the Rancor that they end up trying to get is being shipped to Jabba's Palace. So what we understand is this is not the Rancor from Java's Palace, because Moochie... Is a female, right. and the raincore from Java's Palace was a male, mm-hmm. and also the the Rancor's name was Patissa, I yeah. want to say. Yep. And I think the other dead giveaway that it's not the same now that I'm thinking about it is um, the Rancor trainer wasn't there. Like I remember that the, the, the trainer had a really really.
1: Um, close relationship with remember he's like <laughs> yeah he was the like the if i remember right he was where he had the black helmet the the like the, the straps and he's kind of a tubby guy yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. He had like yeah. kind of like the or yeah. the weird yeah it was okay. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know It was like a weird like belt for his nips <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was very awkward looking very um yeah it was like, a, it was something yeah. that
0: yeah Something that if you walked in and your dad was wearing it, you would be scarred for life, <laughs> right? Um,
1: but yeah, I thought it was cool, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: So, what was your uh, of course, the second thing that we talked about when we we're reviewing is the standout moment? What was the you mentioned something before we started rolling, but there was something that was oh, I guess that was
1: the most recent episode, yeah. But what was something that stood out to you in that episode? Um, I guess it was moochie. Herself, I mean, Mm -hmm. I like just seeing how aggressive she was, you know, in comparison. I mean, smaller at the time, very adolescent, Mm -hmm. so very aggressive, just going after everything. Um, I just when you think Rancor, you think Return of the Jedi because that's where we, you know, we see it the most or whatever. And it's so massive, it's so Mm -hmm. slow moving, so strong. But we see this little one here, but she's all over the place, yeah, still strong. I agree. I thought that she was it was really cool to see a Rancor move about.
0: Yeah. Like at, With the speed with yeah. which she was moving. Um, I guess that makes sense, though, because it's similar, I guess, if you see a bear in the wild. They're so big and cumbersome, but they're freaking fast. Oh, yeah. And I think that in captivity, um, because they're being fed, they're like, I'm just going to lounge and my meal is here when it gets here. I think that's kind of why the Rancor at Jabba's Palace, because if you think about it, the size of the raincore yeah. for the cage it was in was really cramped right and i would right. kind of see it being but that's java that's the he's the the douchebag mob boss from breaking bad that's like you know got a <laughs> freaking pay rancor in you if you don't <laughs> deliver the meth like he, he's he's not exactly caring about the rancor's living conditions. sure um but it was cool to see a rancor move that fast because i remember playing the force unleashed years ago and being like i've got my two backwards lightsabers and i was like all right no problem that thing's like uh, 50 yards away and then it was like da, 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 da. and I oh, was yeah. like yo chill out with all that what the freak is going <laughs> on with that so that was really cool Um, so new characters, Moochie was introduced but obviously I think the biggest new character in this episode is Sid, Sid for sure. because it seems to have established an ongoing relationship like they have a place that she's someone that um, I would say this one thing that is good about Trandoshans is they always kind of seem to uh, they're going to do what's best for them and they don't mind like pushing back against authority sure. and I think that helping the Republic was something that was best in her interest you know to not get have all these droids coming in and trying to rule over her right. but secondly she seems like the kind of person that would push back against the new because the new empire it's like you need new money you need new identity you need, yeah. you need this mark of the beast whatever right. you know right. Whatever. Right. Um, and so uh, she seems like the kind of person that as long as it works good for her, she doesn't mind harboring these guys because a new authority to her
1: doesn't make a difference. Right, well and with that respect, I mean, I think that, that they found kind of like a safe place, you know that, that mm-hmm. when they got there, you know Tech had heard of her but not really like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. What's, you know what, what's what's going to happen when we get there is, right. you know, but, but uh, when they got there and they're starting to talk to her and, you know, kind of Establish a relationship. They're they're realizing that it's more more of a safe place of okay. This is a cool place We can kind of chill. And yeah, relax I think a little bit. it's I think it's a cool trade-off because
0: um, They have a safe spot. They have a place that if you think about it if you're a clone trooper It's probably a huge pain to learn how to farm or to learn Oh sure, because I think about okay like for like obviously you're you work in real estate, sure. and I'm a pastor and Uh, to me you make a good wage doing what you're doing and you're good at it and so that think about doing that for like 10 years but it's not only that but it's the only job you've ever done right and then it's just gone in a second I feel like that that would be such a stressor for them sure Um, and so I think that this is a best of both worlds situation where she owns a cantina so there's food, there's drink. I'm sure she has a place for them to stay. They can, or they can stay aboard ship. the the ship, right. and then they get to go. And in return, they can make not. I guess they could. She, could probably, pay, she probably pays them, but they have an outlet to do what they do best. Right. Right. Why you know?
1: I get that that. Uh, what's I name? guess it's more of a comfort zone. Yeah, you know, like to keep them in that comfort zone while still being deserters. You know, yeah. so I think it's cool. It's a, it's a cool trade off, and I, yep. I hope I hope this is something that like. Maybe
0: um, this could really be the birth of, I know we were talking, you know, me and you and Sam have been talking about how it feels like they're the A team. And yeah. they just get sent to yeah. these different places. Yeah. Maybe this is the hub that it's like, hey, go do this job, hey, go do this job. Very well. And Sid is the kind of character it seems like that as long as it makes her a profit, she does want to help people. Sure. And again, that goes against the grain of my Trandoshan history, mine. you know. Right. Um. So Sid, obviously the newest character. All right, out of 10, what do you give? How many stars do you give this episode? Seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the same. I'd say probably eight. Yeah. Um, it was really fun. I loved the new feel of it. Um, I loved, it felt very Clone wars to me. And I loved that they had an objective that was not um, strictly a result of their own Dilemma, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was a cool change of pace. Um, I will say this, and I guess yeah. this kind of, uh, I can't, we'll skip the what's next because we already know because we've oh. already seen another episode. <laughs> um, but the big concern for me is what the freak is growing off Crosshair right now. Yeah. I we haven't know. seen Crosshair in like three episodes. So. Really? Yeah. I here's think my, about that. Like, here's yeah. my thought. Okay, I, I guess I'll, I'll open up Disney Plus and I'll see for sure. But the big episode where you start to see the elite core Remember, there's a the guy that's like, yeah, you're in charge for now, but you're a clone and you'll be gone before, before yeah. no time. He ends up killing that guy while yeah. they're looking for Saw Carrera. Um, That was in Replacements, which was three. For and we're through so six. Wow. Cornered is the Fennec Shand episode. Yeah. Rampage, Rampage, and then uh, Decommissioned was this week's. Yeah. So we haven't seen Crosshair in three wow. episodes. Here's what I think. I'm okay. put my prophecy out there. <laughs> Let me put on my prayer shawl. Um, but I think that we're gonna see him be significantly different the next time we see him. Uh, what aspects? I don't know if it, I don't know if I don't know if it's physically, but they are definitely advancing his chip every time they get the chance. That's true. They're hardening him, you know, as a soldier. And of course, there is the, um, you know, In in Rogue One, there's the Warhammer project. That's one of the things that they're listing while they're looking for Stardust while they're on uh, Scarif. Which we don't know a whole lot about. So Warhammer, what a lot of people are speculating is that's the Death Trooper project. And the Thrawn books, this is the benefit of being a nerd and reading like every single thing, but in the Thrawn books, uh, specifically Thrawn Treason, I want to say, they mention that the Death Troopers are physically altered. They are like... Um, whether, I don't know if that means like they're stretched and they're sure. everyone, like they're physically made bigger or they're physically made stronger or they're whatever it might be. Um, but I think that it does, it's not outside the realm of possibility that Crosshair is going to become the first Death Trooper. And they're kind of, that's why the armor has the black with like the green glowing visor. It's still Clone Trooper armor, but it's going towards that right, style. Right, and so I can see where maybe we're not seeing him for a while on purpose. I know that we're all like, where's Crosshair? This is so boring right now. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's, I think that's, Dave is the kind of guy that does everything on purpose.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, you saying that where's Crosshair, uh, when we started, we talked about this, like Crosshair would have been my favorite. I'm a, I'm a, um, I love guns, I love snipers, I love shooting long range. That's just, you know, one of the things I love. And yeah. like, to see somebody like that in there obviously that's going to be my go-to and then we see him for three episodes and now he's gone yeah i'm, I'm like what the heck's going on yeah yeah i think that it's a, something that i i've seen multiple people post
0: i'm just going to binge this when the season's over because it's getting boring um i thought about that too but i mean my thing is i can't control myself <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so, i'm gonna watch it um yeah. but i think that um i do think that it's on purpose i don't sure. think dave felon is not the kind of guy that's just grasping at sure. straws He's been planning this, like him and George are the ones that created Bad Batch together. It was George Lucas's idea based on the Dirty Dozen to create Bad Batch. And so any story that they have is like, they were thinking about Luke Skywalker coming to rescue Grogu years before. Which is crazy We even yeah. were thinking about that. Yeah, that's so unreal. I think it's on purpose. Um, so moving on to Decommissioned, mm-hmm. this was kind of a cool episode. Um, right. And uh, getting... This episode had some really cool parts, and had some parts that I was like, ugh, what, what is happening here? And I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, so, overall thoughts,
1: what did you think about this week's episode? Um, I thought it was kind of cool. I, I like that uh, Omega is getting, she's trying to get her hands dirty more and more, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love that about her. Um, and, I mean, Hunter's obviously still trying to protect her and to keep holding her back, but at mm-hmm. the same time, she's just like... If that. I want to jump in there. Yeah, I think that
0: one of the things that is important to me about Omega is I think eventually they just got to trust her as a member of the team. I agree. And I think Hunter wants to protect her, but I think we're seeing more and more the way that you can protect her is let her her go. Let her be a part of the group. Let her open up and and actually shoot her gun to, yeah, you know, yeah. protect yeah. herself but, because whenever yeah. she whenever she is waiting for things she gets in trouble, in, because she trouble. Gets antsy, yep, yep. but when she's a part of the fight on purpose she holds her own yep. and i know that she's she's new to everything and she's not a, a crosshair replacement right but she's never going to be a fluid part of the group if we keep sheltering her you know what right. i mean yeah um and so i think my overall thoughts was i thought it was a cool um didn't necessarily move the storyline forward very much except for something at the very end um but overall thoughts i thought it was decent standout moment for you from this episode this is the thing that you were talking
1: about before wait which one for her, the her gun yeah yeah i, I love turbo i love um again i'm i'm a big gun fanatic so i, yeah. I look more at the guns you're more you love the clone troopers you can tell me each each italian right. and everything and i'm just like okay <laughs> but like me, like I look at everybody's gun, I loved her bow. Yeah. Like, I don't know exactly what it's called. Uh, we kind of were talking about that a little bit, but I don't know exactly what it's called, but, they I'm yeah. all about that. And then at the end, where she just opens up with it, man, yeah. she just. I thought it was cool because it looks like it's a, well, that Went down
0: the wrong, too. But it looks like it's a Sister bow, and so okay. I guess it shoots energy. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. I guess it's very similar if you think about, like, I know that people get real nitpicky within the universe of like, it doesn't make sense that it's a limited laser that fires, but yeah. it's like, okay, well a lightsaber is a limited laser that cuts. Right. It's the same thing. Lightsaber is physically impossible in today's world. Right. Um, but uh, I thought it was really cool. I I love that it's um it's kind of like Star Wars is, is great at taking life, and like, there's these little metaphors that are obviously bigger picture, but sure. they show you in a little microcosm of the situation, yeah. so of course she's like, distracted, um, and you have the frickin' uh, Kenner 1978-style blue hammerhead guy talking and heckling in the background yep. of Sid's bar whenever they're trying to practice, and, uh, and Echo's that like, keep practicing, she's like, well, I've hit the target four times. And he's like, that's luck. That's not a like 12. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're at 33%. Yeah. So, but he said, you got to rule out distractions. Yeah. Which is cool because I will say this for all those times that we're like, what the heck is Echo bringing to the table? Echo is that guy that's been through literal hell, been tortured for like months on end by the droids. And he still has a desire to help his brothers help the situation. Yeah. So he, to me, he's that guy that's like, he's seen, seen it all. And you can—he's probably one of the most dependable people in the group because he's been through so much crap. Yeah. Um, but towards the end, when she's like, "I'm really gonna have distractions," yeah. And she starts like just, just That was cool. And then those are cool moment from the beginning where Sid was like, you know, you got you got to strengthen your arms. was like, And she, and like, da, 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 and yeah. she just
1: reeled off three. That was sick. Okay, now going to uh, record. Yes. Was I right so, or was I right? You've gotta be. You've okay? gotta be the like chip every, is gonna activate, yeah. bro. Yeah. The
0: chick is the chip is gonna activate. Okay, um, so what's that? Is that been every episode? Like all so, three episodes? Um uh, so we're six episodes in, and episode one, obviously order sixty-six is activated, and crosshair clearly has the most effect. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's rampage. See. I
1: don't remember much about about him dealing with the chip. Uh, the one before that, so
0: aftermath was the first one. Cut and run um, wasn't really a thing. Replacements was the one where he hit his head when the yeah. ship crashed. and yeah. really started to act yeah. up. Cornered, he hit his head really hard again because Finnick right. deflected him. Right. Rampage, he I mean he brawled with a
1: rancor, but that didn't seem to be a big. You know deal. what I, I think he. Did hit I don't his know head if he, during that. Okay. Maybe. I mean, he, did get, he was it. getting hit. Yeah, I mean, he was getting um, hit, so. But in
0: Decommission, you he, he have one of those same moments where he hits his head really hard and he. kind of went unconscious almost. Well, the thing that I noticed, but he said, he said something. So the big line that's like the, the calling card during the Clone Wars, um, obviously in the live action clones weren't as flushed out so it was like okay order 66 no problem right um, but in the clone wars when the guy there's a kid or a, a clone named tup i want to say is the one that activates early in his chip malfunctions he says good soldiers follow orders that's like the calling card and then he raises his gun and shoots the jedi that's in front of him yeah. um In clone war season seven rex is crying and he's saying good soldiers follow orders and you know he's trying to fight it um Crosshair says it in episode 1 of this season and he says something along the lines of follow orders. Yeah, when he's trying to shake it off and he's like something something follow orders. Interesting. And so I think that his chip will activate and so here's my thing. I want to say that when it activates there's not really Jedi around, but I wonder if it also extends to because um, I think that when, when it activates in the Clone Wars Season 7, Jesse basically decides, okay, well, then if Rex is hiding or fighting alongside Ahsoka, then he is also a target, like aiding and abetting or refusing to follow the Order okay. is also punishable. So Wrecker may end up turning on the crew even if they're not next to a Jedi. Interesting. Because Order 66 now has been drawn out from a, its not a one-time event— it's an ongoing order in their mind that's been activated does it make sense right so it doesn't have to be he doesn't have to get a call from palpatine if he gets hit in the head hard enough and his chip
1: activates or whatever isn't tech the one in like episode one or two talks about where they get more information on the inhibitor chip from omega he's trying to work on it that's what
0: tech is working on and i think that maybe what will happen is they it gets activated and he starts attacking them, and they have to sedate him or something. But Tech was
1: working on like a radar gun or something until right, read right. right? So, that's that's my thing. It's like maybe he's still been working on this, you know, mm-hmm. between episodes or whatever. Uh, when record does his switch flips mm-hmm. and you know he does activate, I mean, maybe they have an answer for it already. I mean, I don't know, just... yeah, maybe I think that um, it'll at least be a big deal for a little bit. For at least a whole episode. Well, they're or drawing two. that out for so many episodes, so mm-hmm. something's bound to happen. We know that. What if, um, what if Crosshair
0: shows up and somehow helps activate the chip? And it's Crosshair and Wrecker versus the rest of the crew. It'd be pretty rough. Yeah. It's, yeah um, pretty rough. So okay. So standout moment for you was the bow. Standout moment for me was the um, end of the episode. Okay. And I'll get to that when we talk about what's next. Um, New characters. uh, Not really new characters, but the freaking sisters were back from season seven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what's going on with them. That's the thing. I don't hate just because I'm not like, well, everybody else doesn't like them. I'm not that guy. But my thing is, what are they bringing to the
1: table? Right. You know what I mean? Unless it's another, I mean, with, with Hunter's. Thing at the end, I mean, maybe they're establishing a relationship,
0: yeah, 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 that's true. So maybe they're the bridge to something else, which does add something,
1: but it is like, weird. again, Faloney and them, they don't add stuff for no reason, yeah, they so have a it point ties in. into something. Okay, so rate the episode one to ten. Um, I'd give that more of an eight and a half. Oh, really? Yeah, I kind of like it.
0: I would say seven and a half. I uh-huh. like Rampage more than this one. I didn't. Simply because of the Zygerian slavers and the Rancor and being off, I guess I'm a sucker for the si- sunny planets. I, like the the action. I think I like the action pack because this you know was what? pretty, the, pretty, the pretty action, from action from this pack. one was pretty raw. Though. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I love seeing, um, dude, I love Tech's outfit design. Yeah, so I love too. seeing the glowing goggles. I know that Samuel <laughs> hates those, but the glowing goggles, yeah, I love that. Um, so moving on to what's next, this ties in with my standout moment from the episode. Uh-huh. At the end of the episode, um, they're trying to get the tactical droid's information back right. to Sid because it's valuable. And then Rafa and her sister, I think, um, They're trying to get it because they're wanting to fight against the Empire. So some people were like, oh, uh, the sisters totally sold the Bad Batch out. I think it's the opposite. I think that at the end, because remember they have that little stick that Hunter gives and says, this is all the same information. Right. So basically, it's a win-win. They both get what they need. Right, And both of them can have it. Okay. It's not like they're on opposing sides. Um, I think they're talking to either Ahsoka or Rex at the end of that episode. And they said... uh, uh, Who the the silhouette or whatever it is? Yeah. They turn around and they say, uh, there's a pack of desserts. I thought you would like to know.
1: To me, one, I just I just need a break from Ahsoka. I'm I'm kinda with you on that, but it it just kinda depends. It's it's just just after order sixty six. So I don't think like if you can kinda just go based on the little bitty piece that we saw, uh-huh. that's more of like a like a feminine a, style. A, a, like a kind of like a or Jedi type garb, you yeah. know, that type of thing. So that's why like, I just hope that if Ahsoka's there, I hope it's like a all right, you guys be safe, see ya.
0: Right. And, and, and this is why, I don't want to dilute the character. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's a part of me, look, I love Grogu, I love Baby Yoda. But there's a part of me that when I walk in the store and it's like, get your Grogu, throw up toilet paper. I just don't want, I feel like they're, I feel like they're, they're. Yeah, they're, they're pushing they're, it on. They're inflating the value, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I get it, especially Disney, they're like, they're a money making machine. Sure. And so, um, so I get that Ahsoka is a fan favorite one. She's not in my top 10 Jedi. And I know that's, that's harsh, but we'll do an unpopular opinions episode down the road. And that'll be one of mine. Uh, but two, um, I, because I do value her, I do like her. It's not that I dislike Ahsoka. I need, I want a little break from her so that the next time I see her, like we're going to have a whole show about her. I
1: want, I want there to be a little bit of a break where I'm like, oh, what's she gonna do? Well, I think that that's why it probably is Ahsoka because it's a her dying. in our mind. They only, they only did one episode with her in Mando, and they, we already know that she's got something else coming on. Mm-hmm. There's a show, a new show of Star Wars going on. Yeah, we gotta throw her back in there just to keep her. Relevant. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. That would be my my take on it, but. I hope it's it just a little Easter egg, because I would love to see
0: Rex and ninety the Clone Force 99 Bad Batch work together, oh, and yeah. Ahsoka's think, not there. I think it'd be awesome. But, then again, it's probably Ahsoka, because that's when Wrecker's chip will play flip. Dad,
1: God. <laughs> this is unavoidable. It's unavoidable. Uh, <laughs> so,
0: um, yeah, I think that it's probably Ahsoka or Rex. Um, I do believe that in the trailer, we saw Rex team up with them and I do have a bit of an inside scoop that he's going to be in the show. Okay. Um, so I do think... I can't name my sources. Can't kiss it up. <laughs> uh, But I do think that he'll be in the show, um, which probably means Ahsoka, because they're working together, at least for a little while. I know mm-hmm. by Rebels, they've been apart for years. right? Um, so maybe this is the moment that they split up. Maybe this is the moment where Rex goes his separate way. I would love to see... Um, wolf and gregor because that's the three they're hanging out on the yeah. ATTE yeah. and rebels that would be really sick that would be cool um that'd be really cool i would love to see that i would love to see the moment of um if rex is like maybe it'd be really cool if one of the trips that they go on is rex and bad batch going to rescue some of these other commanders and getting their chips
1: out in a way yeah like I mean, liberating them you know that would tie in with tech and his Trying to find his little yeah. gun thing or whatever. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool. I think
0: that ultimately Tech's gun is gonna be used to bring Crosshair back into the
1: fold. That's what I think. I I just don't wanna lose Wrecker. like I, I love Wrecker. I mean he's such a you know, it's like that just a bumbling idiot but just strong as an ox. So yeah. it's just like you know, I, I hate to lose him. So Yeah, Samuel
0: says I'm Wrecker and I don't know if I should be offended by that. <laughs>
1: The bumbling idiot that's strong as an ox, man. I mean, you know I don't, what I mean. I don't point fingers. <laughs> so who is he then? <laughs> um, I don't know. Tech. <laughs> he would be so pissed. He probably would be, but that's. Kind of his, I mean,
0: but that—that's kind of his style, though. Yeah,
1: he's a tech guy. Yeah, but but at the same time, he's always got those. Little comments to get you sometimes, you know. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, in playful love, I get that. But Samuel's
0: the kind of guy that he'd be like, "Oh, I thought you, were, I thought you already knew that." Right, like, right, like, right. Are you right. kidding me? Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you heard it here first. Samuel's Tech.
1: <laughs> Samuel, <laughs> I hope you're watching. If he's listening. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, cool. So we obviously, what's next is we're linking up with Ahsoka and or Rex. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Crosshair is going to be seen, and I think he's going to be leading a squad that's more and more like Death Troopers, maybe he's more and more like Death Troopers. I would love to, I would love if, even if the armor was old school, I would love for their their code to be broken up like in Rogue One. I would just like to see steps in that direction. Um, and I'm then, uh, that would be sick, um, if we could get thrown in, <laughs> whatever. Um, you're, not, you're not asking for much, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Um, probably won't because he'll have a big reveal in live action in the show. Um, but yeah, I think that, so five predictions for the future record turns, we see Rex or Ahsoka in the next episode or two. The next time we see Crosshair, he's significantly different, whether that's physically or mentally. Um, I don't know how much like more like douchey he can be, but he, he'll get there. I, I really do think that he'll be different next time we see him. Um, what was another one uh let's see um prediction is i think we see wolf eventually oh yeah cool, and then the fifth one i'll throw something crazy in there um what's a crazy prediction for the bad batch i think hunter dies before the end of the season
1: what yeah Park my words my biggest thing is, I just want to know where they're taking this whole Omega thing. Yeah. That's what gets me. It's like, they in look, in Mando, they pushed baby Grogu so hard, yeah. and then at the end of it, he goes away. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it, it's, you it know, could it's be that one big, season. Well, but.
0: one thing that I think about Grogu is I think that maybe by season three, we're like far in the future from where he was. Maybe Book of Boba Fett is our placeholder for this time period and then next time we see season three it's like far future i dig it okay you know what i'm saying yeah um so the second half of our episode we're jumping into star wars is so good at just taking my money (laughs) and so um a big thing that they're launching i'll see if you guys can see this on screen um but the war of the bounty hunters is a really big deal so this kind of falls into i don't know if you're familiar with this but uh do you remember the it's it was a book, it was a video game, it was a comic. You remember this this the title Shadows of the Empire? It sounds familiar. It came out in the nineties. It was like a big you know how the High Republic is like, it's a book, it's a comic, it's a like this multimedia yeah, push. You know. Shadows of the Empire was that times ten. There was right. a book, there was a comic, there was a video game, there was like weird live action cutscenes, all kinds of stuff. Okay. That's where you find out a bunch of stuff. Um, and one of the things that it covers, it covers a bunch of stuff. Um, But one of the things it covers is Boba trying to get Han Solo to Java, So you're really focused on Luke and Leia trying to get there in a year Mm -hmm. and that's where um, That lizard character Prince Caesar um, So in Rampage remember they free that human and they free that lizard looking uh, family Okay, that same species there was a guy that he's running Black Sun and Black Sun was the Uh, biggest crime syndicate it was so big that they say it was underneath the surface, but it was as large as the Empire, which I find super hard to believe because Star Destroyers. Yeah. But um, apparently he, Prince Caesar was was trying to overthrow Vader and the Emperor. And so it's wow. kind of stories of this, what goes on in the Shadows of the Empire. So this, this, obviously that's not canon anymore, but this kind of undoes some of that stuff because this story
1: is, Boba Fett trying to get Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt. This is from the end of Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. to the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Correct. So it's that's a year, is what you said? Yep. Okay. Um, so the cool, the opening
0: crawl or whatever says Boba Fett, the galaxy's most dangerous bounty hunter, by far, not even close to anybody else, uh, claims the bounty of notorious smuggler and rebel officer Han Solo. Jabba the Hutt eagerly awaits Fett's delivery of Solo carbonite frozen body to Tatooine where the crime lord will exact his final revenge. Han Solo's debt is thus paid, but Boba is desperate for a payday himself. Um, So, um, you jumped in and you read both of these as well. Um, So, it was pretty cool. There's a, I don't want to like go frame by frame, Sure. but basically the issue is he's on his way straight to Tatooine. I like that there's a story here um, because it makes sense that one, once people find out you've got the merchandise, it's it's
1: no holds barred. Well, I mean, the way you put it <clears throat> when we talked about it earlier was is there's a contract out there. Mm-hmm. Whoever finishes the contract is the one getting paid. Right. And so currently Boba is out there pushing hard. He got with obviously got with Vader to, to make this happen and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. So he's got the body. He's right. he's on his way back to to, to tattooing like you said and then it just unfolds. Yeah, it's kind of
0: like, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where, um, you're playing a racing video game, and you could be winning the whole game, but if someone just comes up from behind you and wins right. the last second.
1: Or if somebody throws a shell at you right before you
0: cross the yeah. finish line. <laughs> or if someone throws another freaking <laughs> pesky band, You know, like, yeah. that's, yeah. that's your fault. Yeah. So, Bobo's on high alert. He's, uh, he's talking, I want to say, to Bib Fortuna about, um, his way. kind yeah. of cool because Bib Fortuna's been popping up a little bit. Right. Um. But I thought this was a really cool. So, this is by Charles Soule. Charles Soule's like Star Wars royalty when it comes to writing. Cool. He he did the Vader comic. He's, nice. you know, been a big part of a lot of stuff. So, he's working on this. He also is the one that wrote uh, Light of the Jedi, that first High Republic novel. Okay. Sure. Um, and then the second, there's been other novels, but the second, like, adult uh, age novel is coming out June 28th. Okay. So, we'll have to review that. Um But there's something wrong with the Carbonite, Uh yeah. because by the time either the one that Mando has is built more for individuals and it's a quick freeze, um, but when you watch Empire Strikes Back, I think we've seen it so many times that we're like, yeah, and so this is where you freeze people, but on Cloud City that's not what it's for. Right. And ultimately Han Solo is being frozen to test it, live or die, doesn't care, for Luke because Luke is powerful enough that they can't trust transporting him. The goal is to freeze Luke and yeah. take him to the emperor. Right. Um, and so that being said, this carbon chamber specifically is just for cargo goods and things. So the carbonite is becoming unsteady. And so my understanding is that it could melt him. Yeah. Um, and so uh, there's, what's called alpha which is like the prelude like the prequel mm-hmm. and then part one is also out um so boba goes to narshada which is a cool uh super fun planet that's been around for a thousand years because of the um, doctor, yeah and yeah. so there's the doctor similar to dexter jetster from episode two that's
1: oh yeah.
0: Yeah. buddy um but this guy's working on some freaking creepy stuff he's got all these organs and stuff in these vats and basically um, the only thing I did not like from this whole thing was um, there this is on like the second page of the whole thing it says uh, the doctor says carbonite matrix is unstable not surprising with an organic inside whose bright idea was this Boba Fett says not mine doc can you keep him alive he says yes I can stabilize him too so that won't be a problem just do a little tinkering um, And he says sure cash up front and I'll get to work you know how I operate and Boba Fett says uh about that this is han solo once i deliver him i can pay you double your usual fee but he needs to be alive i don't like the idea that boba's not like rolling
1: in cash at all times you see what i'm saying yeah but i mean as a bounty hunter you've got it's one of those things like you've got to watch your back i mean i get he's the first you know he's the big dog he's yeah. the one that could take anybody out but at the same time like me as a bounty hunter, I wouldn't get cash on me. I mean, if for some reason I get jumped or taken, I mean they take all my stuff. I'm yeah, like, I'm left with nothing. So, so in the
0: the reason that this bugs me is that in the um again the, one of the hard things is unplugging, unlearning what you've already learned. Sure. But in the old books, it's so funny that it's like I need credits. I need physical credits on me right now. But also I have a ship that can take me to outer space and take me to another planet. Like they don't have ever heard of like a, a account transfer. A uh, debit card? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so my thing is in old books and stuff, if Boba needed something, it was like, hey, I'm gonna buy like three of these starships. Here's my account information.
1: Yeah. He just had like, you know what I mean? He's that guy that has like 12 bank accounts. But but that that's all stuff that can be tracked and stuff like that, where this guy's kind of a backroom. Type person. That's where true. You're trying to that's cash true. Cash
0: under the table type thing. He, he did so. say cash up front, yeah. so maybe it's one of those things where it's like I don't really have time to go to the local CD right. ATM. <laughs> um, maybe that's what it is. Uh, so they're trying to figure things out, and so this is a really crazy turn of events. Yeah. Um, but he ends up having to fight in a gladiatorial thing, hmm. um, and this was a really cool thing. So basically, he has to go and fight, and there's this uh, there's this character. Um, Remember her name, uh, but it says, um, you can pay me another way. Nar, uh, Kanji has a pit warrior, um, so that's the guy that owns the place. Uh, Weirman Lichter, she killed a fighter I sponsored once, cost me a bundle of money. Basically, you go in and you kill her, then we'll be straight up, right? Um, and so the cool thing I thought was, he goes and he registers. And he's painted his armor all black mm-hmm. and he says call me Django." yeah i thought that was freaking yeah, raw for sure um so he goes in and long story short he kick butts you know takes names he's got a cool spear that he uses which is very reminiscent of um of dirge's spear and the old old clone wars mm-hmm. from cartoon network where he's remember he's riding he's leading those uh those droids and it's kind of like Obi-Wan and the clones are on speeders and they're like jousting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George has that real long spear. Right. His spear is like that. Um, and I love the, there's a montage here of um, of characters that are just getting completely destroyed. Annihilated, yeah. Um, and it was cool because there's some cool background characters. This is on, oops, this is on slide or page 13 of 25 in the comic book. And uh, dude, if you double tap on the Marvel app, it just takes you frame by frame. Right. Um but there's some really freaking cool background characters in here. There's one that just, like, explodes or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, So you've got, like, an Aqualish, like the Ponda Baba kind of guy. Yeah. not like either, yeah. Um, You have a Kwakian monkey guy. um, But the one that really stood out to me, look at this. This guy, it says, that's another definitive victory for our mysterious new fighter, Jango, and an equally definitive loss for (laughs) (laughs) Skolicon. (laughs) Because freaking head explodes. Um, which this guy kind of looks like, um, Skeleton Astronaut a little bit. I can't remember the guy. I never remember the guy's name because all I think of is Skeleton Astronaut, my buddy from Instagram. Uh, but you have a freaking Ahsoka looking character yeah. right here. Here's the cool wolf guy from A New oh, Hope.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then you have a, a Bith. You have this guy. And then this guy stood up, to, stood out to me. Um, there's a Wookiee with an eye patch, which in Shadows of the Empire, uh, Chewie Hides in plain sight as a bounty hunter named Snuva, and Snuva has an eye patch. Interesting. So it's just—I think
1: that I don't think that's him, but it's a cool fan service thing. When I first saw that, I thought Teen Wolf. Oh, like, really? That, that's just like just <laughs> a half half the face. I mean, that just looks. What's Wolf-ish. cool about
0: Snoova in the old comics is that he has like a military style haircut. So Chewy comes in and he's got a freaking—he's like, flat top. He's a giant fur ball, yeah. but he's got a flat top at the top. <laughs> Uh, so that was cool, but it's just a cool montage of him just murking everybody um, He 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 kills one two three four people just right in smack dab um, Very quickly and then look at this freaking character um, That looks like an Imani um, And then there's a bunch of it's cool. There's a bunch of character. I wonder if right here I think this is been Generos, the quad like, racer. Yeah, so that would be pretty cool but he basically kills like five or six people in a row yeah. to rise up in the ranks um, and then there's a cool yak face looking character
1: that says basically, you know, the, that's, that's the race, right? That the, the it's a yak face. I'm just kidding. I'm oh, just kidding. I, <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, what? Wait, what?
0: Um, but that was really cool because you have all these background characters and then you have, like I said, you have the yak face and he's like, basically, um, he says, you got your shot, huh? That was fast. Not sure if I should be jealous of you or sorry for you. And Boba says, What are you talking about? Also, Boba talks so much in this comic. Yeah. I'm not used to that. Um, he says, You're going against Worm and Lichter. She's been champ for a long time. So you get a cool like dialogue. And then this Worm and Lichter character actually reminds me a lot of Samuel's uh, favorite character that he's never read the book about Kudar Mubat, which is that guy that I was talking about. And I think that was one of the weeks that we started shooting, and you couldn't be here. Okay. But it was um, the week after my birthday. We were talking about the the bounty hunter wars, mm-hmm. and there's the the web weaver, and this girl, um, she's not connected to these webs, but it, I got Kudarmu vibes from her. Gotcha. Um, but it's cool because Boba's he's fighting as Jango, but he's fighting with two pistols instead of the uh, his regular bat, uh, blaster rifle. He ends up taking her out, no problem, and then typical. Uh, bullcrap, which is he's trying to get paid and uh, and he says, well, you owe us a lot of money for killing her. We yeah. had I mean, a lot of betting on her. You can earn that back for us in one fight then if you win, you're good to go unless you rather just walk away and he says, keep it. And so I think what he's trying to do is I think he's just gonna go back and be like, hey, let's just make a deal of some sort. Yep. Um, and then someone kills the doctor and steals Han Solo. And so that's obviously a big deal. The last frame of this specific, uh, specific opener comic, uh, Big Fortuna looking as worried as ever on Jabba's sail barge. Yep. Jabba's just high as a kite in the background. <laughs> uh, and he says, you've not delivered solo as promised. Great and powerful Jabba the Hutt grows impatient. Um, you should not disappoint Jabba. And he says, I'm not gonna disappoint him. It's just gonna be a minute. Yeah. And it says, "And so begins the War of the Bounty Hunters." Yep. Uh, so that's super exciting. And then um, the next one—oh, here we go. The next one is really when things really start to heat up. Um, and so you finally actually have some bounty hunters on Boba's trail. Um, and so the opening crawl for this one says, "Boba Fett claimed the bounty hunter notorious bounty of notorious smuggler of Officer Han Solo." But Solo was stolen from Fett on Kashyyyk. Who would dare steal from the galaxy's most dangerous bounty hunter? This singlet act may change the galaxy forever. Long story short, uh, he's been stolen by some mysterious. We don't know who they are. They're on a really crazy-looking ship, um, and there's a hooded character that basically a says, female character. "Yeah, you can tell it's definitely a female." And uh, they're basically saying, "Look, we know who Boba Fett is, but yeah, when he gets here, he gets here." Um, and then this crazy thing happens where now there's a bounty on Boba Fett because Jabba's pissed about right. um, Han being stolen. And long story short, you find out that Jabba knows that Han has been stolen. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, well, someone's going to bring me this guy, but I want to pay for this guy inconveniencing me.
1: Yeah. And so now there's a bounty on him. Which I thought was, was kind of cool of him because once he realizes it, like, yeah. he heads back to, to the palace. Like, he's just like... Bro, what's going on? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this ain't gonna work. I thought that was really cool too. And then when he gets to the door, he's just like, get out the way. Let me coming through. Job. Yeah. And I mean he was ready to start fighting anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was he was getting hot by then. I, I like his uh the persuasive side
0: of his uh personality coming out here because yeah. he basically is like, Okay, it's me versus the world. And there's 50 guys who are ready to kill me and he's like okay so here's the thing <laughs> yeah. he doesn't care about you yeah you want to die for this guy no yeah.
1: he's um, like i'm probably going to kill most of you so y'all just want to get this out of the way or who's going to go first right right um so that was really cool
0: so when he goes to slave one to figure out what's going on uh he gets attacked yeah and it's zuckus and forlom or L O M. and it says uh so apparently this was really crazy uh Apparently, Zuckus has like future telling abilities. i had never heard of this before, um, but he says, uh, "I thought you could predict the future." Zuckus shouldn't. You should have seen, seen that coming. That coming. Yeah. And he said he did. Say hello to Fort Lom, and that's where Fort Lom is there waiting for him. Um, obviously, he ends up. Uh, I think he ends up killing 4 Lom and Zuckus here. Yeah. So that's the end of those two guys. Yeah. So now we know in canon what happened to Fort Lom and Zuckus because uh, they were around for a while after and in, in the previous years. Um, Boba does the cool thing and takes uh, four LOMs because Zuckus is an actual living organism. Four yeah. LOM, even though he looks like a bug, he's a droid. Yeah. And he's, he does that cool thing that Mando does and takes his head and plugs yes. it into Slave One, And um, so he's figuring out... Kind of like what just happened in Bad Batch. Yeah, exactly. 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 Um, so he's trying to figure out what the freak is going on yeah. with the bounty. This is where he goes to uh, palace. Jabba's Palace. Yeah and he freaking kills these two Gamorrean guards like <laughs> nobody's business you know, up. Um, which it makes me wonder obviously probably not but it would be crazy if these were the same two Gamorreans and Bib Fortuna that went that's and picked funny. up Moochie um, and so it was really cool because all these guys and then you see uh, flashback to our Huts episode yeah. Job was away doing business with the Huts, and there's this um, mysterious person that's been showing up and wants to talk to the Huts. and uh, it says um, do you think this could possibly be real Java or do you think it's a pretender and Java says I don't think it matters they have proved to my satisfaction that they possess Han Solo frozen a block of carbonite that Boba Fett was supposed to deliver to me I don't care who they are because that's his priority right yeah. now um, but if it is real the group has not made any moves in years appearing again now would be a destabilizing effect they were powerful in their day um, and it says, we're this freaking ripped hut, it says, we're more so powerful hard. now. Um, and there was something interesting. They wake up Marlo, who's kind of like the old, uh, mob boss looking, uh, godfather looking guy. And he says, um, let's see, it says, let Marlo rest. Job was saying this. He's nearly a thousand years old. So that was a cool little yeah. Easter egg drop. It says, there's something important to consider. The person who ran this organization was not someone who could stay hidden this long. One way or another, he would have revealed himself. He has not, and so I believe he is dead. The question is, is this? if this is real, then whoever is in charge may have killed that person. And if that's the case, then they are formidable
1: indeed. And so um, you go back to Java's power. That's a lot of forward thinking for them to try to figure out who this is. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they're... I think that's cool
0: because in the old trilogy, I think, and we kind of talked about this recently, um, I think that there's a lot of times that George is a super crazy visionary and he sees things years in the future that we're like, holy crap, that makes sense. But George is also the kind of guy to kill off Darth Maul and Django Fed in episodes one and two and then go, crap, how do I use these guys again? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, how do I. I gotta bring Darth Maul back. He was a waste. You know, yeah. you could have had Darth Maul be Count Dooku the whole time and not need the Count Dooku character. Obviously, it's cool to have both characters, but sure. they're, he, he sees the value a little bit later sometimes in characters. <clears throat> and I think that Jabba is one of those guys that. He started off locally. We were, oh, this, we were talking when we are at lunch the other day. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. we were talking about how he seems so insignificant the way that Han talks to him in Episode yeah. Four yeah. in the Special Edition re-release. Um, but now, years as as the universe has developed, he's larger than life. Right. No pun intended. Right. Uh, he's this big cosmic personality right. that his what he says goes across the span of the whole known universe. And if he has a problem with someone that's even in Imperial space. They have a problem. Yeah you know what I mean? He sure. doesn't care if it's just in the outer room. Yeah. Um, and so this is where Boba tells everybody, like, look, you wanna die for this mm-hmm. yeah. freaking idiot? Um I think that Bib Fortuna is just universally hated. I don't think
1: anybody likes him. There's just something about him where you just like if you were to meet this guy face to face, you just want to punch him square in his eyes, I know, you know just like and he's got these two gross micro wieners <laughs> hanging down over <laughs> <him>. <laughs> his shirt. <laughs> Um,
0: wow. But it's cool because he, all these guys are trying to point the gun at Boba Fett, and he says, you know who I am, I'm Boba Fett, you know what that means. Um, all of you want to live, who doesn't? But I promise, fight me, some of you may die, maybe most of you die, and you'd be dying for him, doesn't he fear, does it? Right. And they're like, you know what, go ahead and yeah, your way. Right. Um, so this is the coolest part, this is the big reveal that's kind of got the internet buzzing. Um, so they've got this invitation... That has caused Jabba to put the bounty on Boba Fett and all this other stuff, which has not been rescinded. The bounty's still out there for Boba, right. so we got to figure out where that goes. Um, but there's this hooded female character that has stolen Boba F- or has stolen I'm Solo, tall. and it says, "You, Jabba, most exalted of all the Huds, are invited to be present alongside representatives of the great galactic powers to witness the return of Crimson Dawn, which was Darth Maul's syndicate from Solo." Which, this is so cool because this opens up the door we can get to that after we finish reviewing this. Um, and so, basically, it says, you know, we have extended similar invitations. Um, it says, let's see. It basically says, um, we're useful. We can get things for you that nobody else can, such as this particular prize, Captain Han Solo, which we offer to you as a gesture of goodwill. So, I think one of the reasons that he's willing to put his money out towards... Getting Boba back and make an example of Boba is he believes that Crimson Dawn is going to give him Han Solo free of charge, so that bounty doesn't need to be
1: paid. Sure. So now you can put all this money so on saving, saving money here, just spend it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, oh. So that's cool. Um, I think that, you know, reading stuff like this and some of the uh, backstories of Java like, gives him a little bit more, gives us a little bit more perspective on how smart he really is. Yeah, he's, a, like, he's a chess player. Like, yeah, but like if you see him in Star Wars, the re-release, right. and then you see him in Return of the Jedi, you just think he's like this big old fat slimy blob. He's this big perverted hermaphroditic slug. Right, right. And that's all we see. Yeah. But reading more and more, I mean, you're really kind of seeing how smart and how theoretical his thinking is. Yeah, he's, so he definitely, has plans. Oh, And
0: absolutely. he has plans for his plans if his plans don't yeah. work out. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. So the very, very end of the, uh, of the comic, um, it says, uh, why is this man so, what's so important about Han Solo? And the hooded character says, uh, for this to work, we need something that would get the attention of the entire galaxy. For better or worse, I believe that's Han Solo. And this is a really cool frame of, you have Han's stupid smirk <laughs> in the middle of this picture and then overlay with the Crimson Dawn yeah. symbol right here. Yeah. And it's got um, the uh, very end of Luke and Leia yeah. with all those characters looking at what we can do next at the Rebel Alliance. You have the Empire who has Darth Vader thinking about what's next. You have these bounty hunters. So this is these bounty hunters are in a separate comic that's being released. I so. um, and then you have of course Jabba Cares and then you have Doctor Afra and her girlfriend. But let's
1: let's talk about Jabba real quick and how green and gooey and nasty. Like, I again, you see him from *A uh, Return of the Jedi*. He's slimy. He's right, snotty, and all this. But this this right here just goes to show, like, that dude is nasty. Yeah, like, just, he's I mean gross. He's very very gross. I think there's
0: a part of me. Part of it because Hutts are disgusting. Sure. But part of it, I think, he lets himself be that way. One. It's 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 dual sided. One, I think he just has vices. Sure. Like I think he has vices that he doesn't sure. control. But I think also it's one of those things that gives the appearance of ignorance and that's that plays you right into his hand. I can see you know? That. He's a very he's a much more complex character. Oh yeah. Um and so there's this crazy moment where it says Han always wanted to save me and now he'll get his chance. And um, the character pulls back her hood and it's Kira from Solo. Um, Amelia Park's character. She's on my list. (laughs) Sorry, just put that out there. And so, um, she said, Hansel always wanted to save me, so now he'll get his chance. And as she's walking away, it says, finished preparations, the guests will be arriving arriving soon. And then her attendee says, yes, Lady Kira, and that's the end. Yeah. And then, for the bounty hunter's tie-in, there's a bunch of stuff that's still coming out. Um, So all these, there's there's freaking uh... Yeah, so it's it's cool because this War of the Bounty Hunters um, banner goes over these other one, two, three, four, five comics wow. that cover it. So now I have to get all of these decked on it. Um, but here's a cool one. Take my that, money. Right. Take one thing that's money. one thing that's really cool that we talked about a few weeks ago is the Doctor Afra series yeah. will be part of the War of the Bounty Hunters, and that's where Dirge will come in. So we make we might get. Room. A Dirge versus Boba Fett showdown, which would be freaking. That could be sick. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but
1: like going into it being the, the uh, Crimson Dawn, like, I mean, just as I'm reading, I was like, okay, they're showing somebody new, but but it's not new, and then and then it ends up being Crimson Dawn. It's like, oh, oh okay, okay, yeah, it's it's cool tie-in. And then when it's Kira, I'm just like, uh-oh, like yeah. I just like just. I mean she's already got ties to Han Solo, so mm-hmm. she knows who he is. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. And so I just I think that there's gonna be a lot more in that. I think that's Yeah, cool. there's she says he's always wanted to save me, now he gets his
0: chance. Yeah. So there's so much to explore there. Oh yeah. Because yeah. she's in some kind of a pickle for some reason. Where if where has she been for the last you know, solo happens I think ten years before a new hope, something like that or maybe, I mean, it's a couple of years. So sure. for a span of somewhere between five and 10 years, they've been gone for God knows what reason, where they've been. Uh, when Crimson Dawn is at its peak at, at Solo when Maul's still alive, mm-hmm. Crimson Dawn and the Pike Syndicate and Black Sun and all that stuff kind of floats in, in, in whether they're all one group or they're like sister companies, sure. it's this giant thing. Yeah. So where has it gone from there? Obviously Mall's power is gone. So maybe no one really respects Kira, we don't know. Um, So it's a really crazy story, and where it's gonna go from here, we don't know. What we do know is that Boba Fett's the one that ends up delivering Han Solo to Java by the Jedi. So is Boba Fett gonna kill Kira? Man, we don't know. It's gonna be a lot of things, but it's this crazy thing that she's gonna try to start a bidding war between everybody to make her have the best position possible and everybody is kind of playing a little bit of politics because the empire really can't piss off the whole crime syndicate. Because no. that's a huge pain in the butt, yeah. you know? The war on drugs started in the 80s and it's still a pain in the butt in America today. <laughs> then you have the, you can't have this crime syndicates pissing off the empire. Right. Because then you have Palpatine bring his fist down. Yeah. The Rebel right. Alliance has their hands full. And you got this one guy who's just trying to make a buck who has, he doesn't care who he pisses off because he's by himself. And that's the Boba Fett character. Um, So there's so much that's
1: going on. And the way you said that, like, it being, you know, you got the crime syndicate, you got the rebels, and you got the Empire. I mean, those are three formidable forces. Right. And so, like, you have those three guys, and then you got this one schmuck that's out here just killing everybody. Yeah. And he don't care. Yeah. He's just out there, you know, wrecking everybody, and he's just collecting money and moving on. But, like, this one guy, he's just like, man, y'all do what y'all gotta do, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. Yeah. He's just... Them all, I think that that's why I like him. Is he's just like I don't give a crap. Y'all do you? I'm gonna do me. Yeah. i on going. The moral code is I'm trying to get paid. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, like,
0: you know what I mean? Exactly. And I think that there's, I think there's a, there's a cleanness to that character where it's, yeah. okay, well the rebels they really can't expend too much energy over here. Can we really risk Han and Leia or Luke and Leia being gone? I don't know. We'll see. Like there's this. Oh, I don't know how much we can get involved. The Empire is trying to get rid of the rebellion. The crime syndicates are all trying to survive this yeah. war between these two people. Yeah. And like I said, then you have the third party, which is Boba Fett, who's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I just got stolen from. I have a reputation to uphold. Right. Um, right. So it's really interesting. We'll see. You know, obviously Dengar, and I don't know who the other character is, kind of the cable-looking guy. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Uh, he, but he's in another graphic novel that I recently bought that I just need to read through.
1: Um, and it's a big, it's a big thing. Which I do have to say, I I dislike you f- for showing me these Marvel comics because <laughs> I ended up buying them, and so now I'm just like, and now that I bought these two, I have to keep up with the rest of them. I'm just like, Disney, I hate you so much, dude. I know. I <laughs> I think what I try to do is
0: I try to I try to find ones that I'm like, okay, I really like this. Yeah. The best ones are the limited run. Sure. So you have a Lando comic. It's five pieces. When all five are out, you buy the. The, the, collection, the collection, and then you're done. Right. The ones that run are the hard ones. Like, yeah. the Darth Vader line, and it's like, on, we're 12 issues in, then this one will end, and then next year they're going to do 12 more. Like, that's the ones that are tough. Yeah. But this War of the Bounty Hunters, the cool thing is, the way that I think that they'll do it, if I'm not mistaken, which will make it really easy for us, is you'll have the Dr. Afra or the Star Wars, or the Darth Vader, or those ones, and if they fall under that banner, I think within the Marvel app, you'll be able to buy the ones that apply to this series. So you don't have to buy 25 Dr. Africa comics to know what's going on. Yeah, you cool. can buy the two that apply to this. I yeah, think sir. that's what I'll try to do. Because right, I care about those characters. Sure, sure. But not to the tune of like, you know, 12 bucks a month per line and there's like six lines, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I like it's that. Just, it's, and also it's, it's information overload. Oh, my I god, know. There's that guy, yeah. uh, Star Wars Explained. Yeah, and okay. he does all of them. Yeah, and then once a month he does a can update, and he's like, "Here's what happened this month in the Star Wars Can universe." And he does all those yeah. things. Yeah, um, And maybe we'll get there someday, but we're yeah. not making any money yet. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't have time. Um, of it, if y'all
1: want to donate by any means, reach out to us. We'll, we'll definitely take you. Yeah, we've got an
0: OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we don't.
1: Uh, we don't see, nobody wants uh, to see that. Hey, thank you guys so much for
0: tuning Continue. in. We're excited. Um, for this new line of comics, yeah. and of course, the High Republic comic is still coming as well. I think in the next week or so. Again, just so much information, so just much just... stuff at once, yeah. and it's
1: cool though. It's cool to watch the puzzle pieces on the timeline. Yeah. I think that that's what keeps me so attached to Star Wars. Is that we had the basis of the of the nine movies, right? But then when you started adding video games and all the stories that tie into that, yeah. the uh, the books and everything that that were made, even the old old books from you know the eighties and nineties or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and then even the newer stuff that's coming out now—it's just like all these these things that are happening in different places in this timeline. But yet now we're really starting to see the, yeah. the correlation between everything and how things are tied in. That's what drives me to do more of this because yeah. I love it. Yeah, I, I loved it in the in the MCU when Marvel did it. It was perfect. Yeah, and I, I love how they're, uh how Star Wars just does so much with it. It just—it I don't know. It drives. Yeah, me.
0: it's cool because Star Wars does this thing where it's. Um, think about this, 1978, you know, forty, forty three years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and then they go, okay, you know, what'd be really neat is there's this character Boba Fett, and what do we know about him? I don't know. He has a cool armor though, yeah, and that's the whole character, yeah, and we'll just build on that for forty years, and there, you know, there was rumors back in the day that George was considering, what if Anakin Skywalker had a brother? and he became Boba Fett. And Boba Fett and Darth Vader were brothers and nobody knew about it. And that's why, um, you know, that's why he would say no disintegrations because he knows his brother. Yeah, yeah Stuff like that that's yeah. just really cool that it's kind of, um, there's so, it's such a rich history. Yeah. And now this character was a cool looking guy a million years ago. And now basically this, this comic is bringing all these different parts of Star Wars together Mm-hmm. to flesh out the character of Boba Fett mm-hmm. so that we know how bad to the bone he is, so that in December, when Book of Boba Fett comes out, we're drawn into that, and we're not surprised by the stuff he's able to do in December. It's a cool,
1: it's a fleshing out of the character. That's you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's an Ahsoka treatment. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think I pointed this out to you uh, last week. My boys are wanting to watch Star Wars, so we started watching Star Wars. Right. And then uh, in the middle of Clone Wars, the clones finally finally arrive, and they go to the uh, the Jedi, uh, I think it's like Mace, and um, and some of the Jedis from the, the uh, arena, they mm. come to the front line, and they're getting off, and they talk to one of the commanders, who's he's like, we have five special units, you know, five special units that are ready and right. willing for you to do, and I was like, wait a second, we just started Bad Batch, I, I'm just reading this, I was like, are, are they the same thing? That happened, when did, when did Clone Wars come out? Our attack of the Clones, is like... Uh, attack of the clones. You know, 03 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So 03, 04, maybe? Yeah, something like that. But 2002, but now in 2021. Almost 20 years later. Yes, a little, a little whatever. But yeah, so now we're getting... Right, is, is that the same thing? Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was. I mean, that just kind of clicked. It's me one here. of those things
0: where uh, it was probably, in my mind, it was probably Republic Commandos when the Republic Commandos novels came out. Okay. And... Is it four Republic Commando groups? And then the fifth one is Clone Force 99, because we know they're one of a kind. I think it's one of those things that it's a cool dialogue piece yeah. that they can... They know, especially, you know... A lot of people hate on Kathleen Kennedy, but she, she's she's she been around for a long time. Yeah. If you like Indiana Jones, you can't talk crap about Kathleen Kennedy. Right, right. And I think her, and then trusting Dave Filoni, who for a while has been executive producer, but now we know, or executive creator, but now it's been kind of put in the public light. Doug Chang, some of those storyboard people. Yeah. And that's one of those things where maybe it was just dialogue back in the day, but there's a billion dollar opportunity in those two Absolutely. lines. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it makes me wonder the, um, the characters that are in the little, when you watch a star Wars thing, it's like, showing you the different characters yeah. you know the first time it was like Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, this right. and this and this and Mandalorian and then this one this time it's a new one you get Grievous you get Bucket from um, Resistance you get all these different characters and the last one I can't for the life of me figure out if When's it's a Rebel K- Adel- commando yeah we were, or we're that, trying to figure that out <laughs> I think it looks more like a Republic Commando to me from the visor shape. Okay. And I'm wondering, is that something they're going to bring back? Is that something they're going to talk about? Funko Pop released upcoming Pops, and Funko does not release irrelevant things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Qui-Gon Jinn came out, but of course Master and Apprentice has been big. Qui-Gon's been fleshed out a little bit. Yeah. He's probably going to show up in the Kenobi series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not going to release things that's not going to sell. So the Republic Commando helmet on... The new Star Wars intro, Funko just announced a Republic Commando pop coming out in the fall. I don't know, I think that there's, I think there could be tie-ins here, we'll see. But I would love to see some of that content. Yeah. Um, but just such a cool stuff coming yeah. out all the time. Yeah. And then again, at the big be- at the end of the month, the next adult age novel for The High Republic, Rising Storm yeah. by Kevin Scott, and that has three alternate covers you can buy. You have the regular one, you have the Target one, and then you have a limited run by um, out-of-print uh, booksellers, and it's a freaking sick. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. So it's like 20 bucks for either of those, and then $50 for the out-of-print one because it comes with the limited edition tote. And I have to remind myself, I'm probably going to listen to it on audiobook so I don't need the $50 book. But that $50 book's going to be worth how much in yeah. a couple of years? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just one of those cool things. But if I haven't got the alternate cover to most of the Thrawn books, I'm not going to spend 50 bucks for this other one. That's true. Um, and then you have Thrawn coming in the fall, another Thrawn book. And he's going to show up in Ahsoka. There's just so
1: much to the forward to. Is him. that... That's still speculation though, right? That he's going to show you up can in the You quote film. me on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I think so, yeah. I think mean, okay. he's the Thanos of the
0: later Star Wars universe. Okay. I think that he'll show up and he'll be... Um, I don't know. He's, a, he's an interesting character. He's a protagonist in his books. But he would be an antagonist to Ahsoka. The only thing that they have in common is she's trying to find Ezra, and okay. Ezra's with him in yeah. some uncharted space. But again, the character—if they're unless they completely redo his style and who he is for the live action—he yeah. doesn't care about the Empire. Right. He cares that the
1: Chiss survive. Right. That's his number right. one identifier. Yeah. So I can see him. So to him, the the Empire was always just a means to an end. The Empire
0: was, there's, and we think it's maybe the Grisks from the Braun novels. Anyways, there's this incoming storm that's coming to oppress the Chiss. Right. And he feels that they are vulnerable. Because one of the things that the Chiss believe is honorable is um, you can't preemptively shoot something if someone's going to attack that's not honorable. You have to wait for something to happen, and then you can respond, Yeah, but you can't do preemptive. And he's saying uh, the best defense is a good offense. That's Theron's mindset, and they don't agree with that. And that's always been kind of a thing against them. In the right. In the Legends continuity, that's what got him banned. But in the new continuity, it's just a big point of stress between him and the other chess. So he's saying, okay, let me go and find out what's going on with the Empire— and the Empire is more organized, they have more firepower, and I can they, they care about results. So I can rise in their ranks, yeah. and when the time comes, I can go to the Emperor, I have a personal relationship with the Emperor, and I can say, you know, for all that I've done, please help my people. And there, in the, in the last book of the Thrawn trilogy that takes place later in the timeline, right before Rebels, it reveals that the Emperor absolutely planned on helping Thrawn because he also wanted to conquer the Chiss. And that would be his way in. Interesting. So,
1: in my mind, so if Palpatine's gone, information. I know, no God. I know. So, but I'm here for it. Yeah. So, so anyways, thank you guys
0: for tuning in. Um, if you like this video, please like it, subscribe to the channel, click the notification bell so you know when we're shooting stuff, um, and the, you know, thank you for sharing with us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five star rating and a written review, and we'll read it on air. And uh, share with your friends
1: and family. And thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. And before we sign off, I just wanted to say uh, things look different. We're moving, yeah, m- moving parts. I know Samuels left us for a while. He'll be back. Uh, we'll, uh, we just, just bear with us. We're getting everything tied in together. But, we're a work uh, in progress. We're a work in progress, and we're getting excited about uh, bigger and better things. So yeah, definitely. Uh, we definitely take uh, donations. So just. Give us a buzz Let us we'll be we'll, we'll <laughs> And uh, we'll see
0: you guys next time. And I guess for Samuel, I'll say, uh, well, I don't have the sound effect thing because his computer's gone. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'll try to do this my best. I can't do it like Samuel does no. it, but the only family you have here is me.
1: He'd <laughs> <laughs> be very disappointed. Yeah, no worries. No. See you guys next time. All right, take care, guys.